In our service of worship for this first Sunday in the season of Lent, we have included several brief meditations on Lenten themes. So we begin with a reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, followed by a meditation. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands, they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. I grew up in the last house on a dead-end road in a small town in upstate New York. Beyond our house, the world seemed to me to be a wilderness, dense forest occasionally opening up into meadows, followed by more forest. It was an exhilarating and sometimes frightening place for a young boy. The wilderness can be desert, vast woodland, a mountain range, or even an experience of life that feels uncharted and unexplored. It can seem to be a harsh and forbidding landscape, and yet can also be a place where we learn new skills, discover inner strength, and come to know ourselves supported by unseen hands. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam were born in the wilderness spaces of the Middle East. It was into the wilderness that Jesus went before he taught and healed and loved the world with his fierce and tender truth. It was a place of testing and discernment, an experience of settling into his devotion of God. Throughout life, we may experience the wilderness in many forms, sometimes as a beautiful, though forbidding landscape, and sometimes as a journey of profound transition the good news of the gospel is that throughout all of these experiences, God is with us and for us. In marvelous and unforeseen ways, we are strengthened to walk in faith with love and energized by hope. Let us pray. 
God of steadfast love, we give you thanks that you are known to us in the wilderness journeys of our lives and pray that you will guide and strengthen us as we navigate the uncharted regions of faith, hope, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. A poem by William Stafford, The Way It Is. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it's hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop time from unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. Sometimes we lose our place in a conversation and have to admit that we've lost the thread. Sometimes we have a moment of awareness when we wonder if we've lost the thread of purpose that can give meaning to life. These can be unsettling experiences, yet they can also be used to bring a fresh orientation, a reorientation to what we do and who we are seeking to become. In his poem, The Way It Is, William Stafford uses the image of a thread to describe the sense of purposeful direction that can give meaning to our words, our actions, and our decisions. There's a thread you follow, he writes. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. Despite all the swirling flux of circumstances in our lives over the years, he provides this straightforward counsel. Don't ever let go of the thread. When Jesus called people to follow him, he invited them to pick up a thread of purpose and direction that would bring them into closer relationship with God and creation and other fellow human beings. He called this thread the kingdom of God. Unlike earthly kingdoms with borders and rulers, this world of God's realm was more like a movement, something to be followed, enjoyed, and shared and held onto beyond the forces of fear and hatred that can diminish human life. Jesus made the process of following this thread the core purpose of human life. Seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness may well have constituted his first sermon. And perhaps this is the message that lies at the depths of every story he told and every word of instruction he ever imparted to other people. To discover how we can be more deeply committed to a path that aligns with the mercy and the truth and the passion for life that we see in Jesus of Nazareth, that is a thread worth following through all of our days and beyond. Jesus was a healer. He cared deeply and profoundly about the people who came to him looking for greater peace and wholeness and well-being. He also cared deeply about the well-being of the entire world around him, a world dominated by the oppression of the Roman Empire. At times, religious leaders came to him and asked him to tone down his message of love and mercy and justice so as not to attract the attention of the ruling Romans, but he refused to do that. 
On one occasion, when a group of religious leaders came to him with that concern, he said, today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way. So here's a meditation on the boldness of Jesus. Words like faith and hope and love fall easily from the lips of preachers. But we do not hear as much about boldness, even though this is surely a word that characterized the ministry of Jesus. It was the author of 2 Timothy, a very short book in the New Testament, who reminded his readers that we have not been given a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of boldness. Jesus spoke and acted with great vigor, visible vigor, particularly on behalf of the powerless. When a group of Pharisees, a group of religious leaders, once warned him that his life was in danger as a result of his forthright concern for those on the margins, he neither thanked them for their concern nor changed the course of his ministry. I must be on my way, he told them. In other words, I have important things to do on behalf of others, and I will not allow concerns for my safety to distract me from my work. Jesus was bold because he enjoyed an intimate relationship with God that filled him with confidence, and because he was employed in the work of compassion. These two attributes, trust in God and love for others, are essential ingredients in the life of faith. May these qualities become as natural to us as our breathing, so that we may also be on the way with the love and will of God. Let us pray. O God of the entire creation, we draw within the circle of our concern all those who cry out for greater peace and harmony and justice. We pray especially for the safety and well-being of the Ukrainian people. We pray that the people of Russia will rise up to say no to the invasion of Ukraine. We pray that leaders around the globe will work in concert to bring about a retreat of Russian forces. Let us pray for peacemakers across the world, for all those who work as mediators reconcilers, negotiators, and counselors. Grant them your peace as they go about their work. Let us pray for all who seek greater well-being in body, mind, and spirit, and strengthen, O oh God, those who bring their compassion and skill to the work of healing. Let us pray for those who continue to suffer as the result of infection from COVID-19 or its variants, for those who mourn the loss of loved ones and for all who are entrusted with the care of those who are ill. Let us pray for the church across the world that we may pray and act in ways that bring hope and renewed spirit to any who are oppressed. And let us pray for Round Hill Community Church that we may use wisely and generously and boldly all the resources that you have entrusted to us in the surface of your realm of peace and justice. All these prayers, O oh God, we commend to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.